Hello, welcome to another episode of These Little Moments Podcast. In this episode, we talk about self-sabotaging and how you can stop sabotaging. So I give you three steps and clearly outline everything you need to know and how to create action plans on your self-sabotage. Really hope you enjoy the episode. We'll see you in there. Hello and welcome to These Little Moments Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Kassam. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. It's a uh, it's a beautiful day here in New York City. It's uh, 80 degrees and a, it's officially autumn. Oh my gosh, a celebration is in order. It is officially autumn. Happy fall to everyone. It's my favorite season. And if you're joining us today, today's subject that we're going to be talking about is how to stop how to stop self-sabotaging in three steps. So Self-sabotage is super common when it comes to either attempting to lose weight, attempting to gain weight, whatever the case may be. Basically, something that you're doing to self-inflict to stop you from getting to your goals. So I've written down three steps that I think are super important in terms of how to recognize your behavior, how to um, audit where it's coming from, and how to strategize to work on beating yourself from self-sabotage, how to stop self-sabotaging. So without further ado, let's get started. So step number one that I have written down is recognize the behavior and situation. So this is basically creating awareness around the self-sabotage. So this is important because a majority of people, when they self-sabotage, they go on autopilot mode. And when they're on autopilot mode, they completely, completely don't even recognize that the behavior is a thing in the first place. So in terms of when someone's on autopilot mode, they completely go about their day and don't even realize when the sabotage occurs. So this is why I have a list as number one is because first step to solving a problem is recognizing that there is a problem. So step number one is recognizing the behavior situation. So for example, this could be somebody who, you know, goes about their whole day and then late night eats or somebody who maybe once the weekend comes, they, they go overboard, whatever the case may be. The the first step is to recognize the behavior or situation that is occurring. Only then can you begin to audit your day and strategize for solutions on how you can stop self-sabotaging. So once you're able to recognize the behavior, and this might come as, you know, maybe you just need to be more mindful throughout your day. Maybe you just need to, and maybe you already know, like maybe you're very aware of it's the weekend, it's late nights, whatever the case may be. Um, But step number one, recognize the behavior situation. And step number two is audit your whole day slash week. So this is essentially where we try to recognize the specifics of the behavior in which you are self-sabotaging. So some examples could be, it. let's say you, you, you self-sabotage on the weekend. So why is that? Is it because you're restricting too much during the week that you're craving all of these foods that you haven't been eating during the whole week and you're kind of putting them on a pedestal? It's a good food, it's a bad food. I'm not supposed to be eating this. And once the weekend comes, you're like, I'm going to eat everything. Um, or is it maybe if it's a if you're late night eating, is it is it that you haven't had enough protein throughout your day, so you're actually very hungry and you're just turning to snacks because they're readily available? 
Um, is it that you have a meal prep? Is it that you're just kind of going throughout your day uh, being reactive rather than proactive, right? These are all things that are very common that we don't recognize and we're trying to recognize what is the actual problem and what is what is basically causing this wheel to turn the whole time? Um, is it a trained habit? Are these habits that we just have built throughout our years that we just need to create new habits and new disciplines for? Is it stress, right? A lot of people suffer from emotional eating. Boredom is a very, very common reason why someone will self-sabotage, right? So now that you have audited your whole day and your week and Honestly, you need to audit your day, your week, and your weekends in a whole so that you can look and see where I can create and strategize solutions for, right? So the whole steps one and two are basically where's the problem and what are the specifics of the problem so that I can come up with specific solutions and strategies. So step number three, obviously, is strategize. And basically, we're going to be in a solution-based mindset because too many people often look at problems as like a negative mindset where they never come up with solutions. They just keep recognizing the problems, but never actually tackle them head on. So we're going to strategize and create a solution based mindset around the issue that is causing you to self sabotage. So let's go, let's go for basically the examples that I made. So let's say, let's say you're restricting. So if you're someone who doesn't include the foods that they actually enjoy and you find that you're you're eating all of them on one day at night or on the weekends, whatever the case may be, a good strategy for you would be to include one food that you enjoy every day. So whether that is having like a single serving size of Oreos or keeping like a single serving size bag of M&Ms, whatever the case may be, you need to constantly present yourself with this thing that you've been putting on a pedestal and have it every day. And what's basically going to happen is when you do that, going to take it off the pedestal and you're basically just going to look at it as just like any other food because it no longer holds this power over you and it's no longer this taboo thing and you and more often than not you're probably going to get sick of it too because you're like I don't want this every day right and that's essentially what we're trying to do we're trying to you know take this allure of the food away and just showing you that you can have these foods while still being on track and obviously I would recommend you tracking your calories beforehand so that you could still be on track while eating this food that you want um, and that way you just have that reassurance, like I'm on track, like it's tracked within my calories or the case may be, and you can move on from there. Now, let's say it's a problem where you're not getting enough protein in, um, more often than not, it's, like we said, it's because you're reacting to your day rather than being proactive. So what you can do is plan protein based meals ahead of time and actually surround the protein around the situations that typically occur for you. So if you're a late night eater, I would recommend surrounding protein towards the time where you usually get those late night cravings so that you actually be more full and not prompted to eat more snacks mindlessly. So what you can do is track your protein-based meals ahead of time with your whatever food diary app you're using, MyFitnessPal, whatever the case may be. Track it ahead of time hitting your protein goals so that you know that if you follow this plan that you created, you're good. You're going to hit your protein at the end of the day, which is the most important thing. So if you're so then we talk about being in a calorie deficit, we're talking about losing weight. It's it is normal to feel hungry. In fact, like that's how you know without actually tracking that if your body's hungry, that your body is actually 
in a deficit, right? That's your body's natural cue of, hey, I need more energy to be at maintenance. Um, so what we do is that we are surrounding our day with protein so that we're going to be less hungry during the day. You're still going to be hungry, but you're going to be less hungry when we are including more protein in your meals and we're actually hitting your protein goal. It's actually going to help with your recovery. Um, you're going to get that thermogenic um, response. Basically, your, your body will actually burn some calories digesting it. Nothing crazy, but it will still do that. And also help recovery for your, your workouts and all that, which is amazing, building muscle. And then if we're talking about in terms of if it's a habit, right? So most people, it's just a habit to go into the the cabinets or a habit to do these things. And usually that's because it's it's on autopilot. It's like a mindless activity that you're doing. So what we need to do is create new habits. So instead of reaching for cookies, maybe maybe reach for fruit or, which I have a lot of my clients do, is set bright lines, right? So essentially we need to set these lines that we're not going to cross and we're going to stick to the plan. So this helps us create a discipline and we need to create this discipline to establish um, everything that we need to be in ahead of time. So if I'm going to set a bright line, for example, I'm going to set a bright line that I'm going to stop eating at 8 p.m. if late night eating is my problem. I'm going to set that bright line for 8 p.m. And that means any food that I ate beforehand, cool. I'm not going to eat anything after 8 p.m. So what you want to do is <laughs> ooh, sorry about that. So what you want to do is establish these new habits and create these new disciplines so that when we're going forward, we have new habits that are going to be helping us towards our goal. And if it's mindless eating or whatever the case may be, um, these things can help us get rid of this mindless eating and help us be more mindful with what we are eating. Um, and then another example could be stress, right? So super common self-sabotage happens, boredom, whatever the case may be. Um, stress. So for stress, it's, it's, it's super important to dive into because I think a majority of people who self-sabotage have some underlying thing going on in their life that they're simply avoiding or creating distractions for. For example, food. Distraction could be food. If, if like you're upset, if something happened at work, if something's going on with your family, if something, you know, whether you're sad or angry, whatever the case may be, uh, food is, is very common to cope with, right? Because it's so readily accessible. It's so easy because maybe in culture-wise, it's like a comforting thing which which is totally fine but if it's if it's not in your control then that's when it becomes a problem like anything else so first if it's a stressful thing we need to find out what's the cause of your stress right once you find out the cause or you recognize the cause you ask yourself can you change it can i change this thing that is stressing me out if yes make that change right whatever the case may be whether it's changing jobs, which might be extremely stressful just to recognize that you need a change of space, you need to change um, what you're doing. Um, but if that's that's what you have to do, then, and it's doable, it's you could change it, then you have to do it, right? Because eventually over time, it's just, it's going to be so toxic. Um, if it's not something you could change, then I always recommend journaling, right? We need to look at stress relief activities that are going to replace the food. So whether it's journaling, whether it's you know exercise, whether it's going to therapy, which I highly, highly recommend going to therapy. Um, these are things that we need to introduce into our lives in order to uh, combat the stress, in order to recognize the stress, in order to release it and 
be able to move on and and not sort of self-sabotage. So these are kind of three steps that you can implement today on how to stop self-sabotaging. Like I said, it's extremely, and if you're someone who you're extremely frustrated by the whole thing, if you're someone who who feels like they're alone uh, and self-sabotaging and they just can't get over this hump, why am I getting in my own way? I want you to know it's extremely, extremely normal. I've had so many clients go through the same thing. I've known so many people going through the same thing. I've done it myself. You know, it's it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting psychology of why we get in our own way. And we can't get over this hump until we recognize what it is that we're doing, until we audit what it is that we're doing, and until we strategize and approach it with a solution-based mindset until we can get over it. So don't worry, and this isn't going to happen overnight. The most important thing that you have to do, once you establish, once you implement these three things, you need to rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. So set those bright lines. Give yourself a 30-day challenge. You know, Stay on track for 30 days. Whatever it needs to be, that's going to create these new disciplines for you. That's going to help you stop self-sabotaging. That's what you need to do. So I really hope this has helped. Um, again, so let's just go over this test one, one, two, three, one more time. Recognize your behavior situation, right? Audit your whole day, week, month, and then the year, and then strategize. We need to approach your problems with a solution-based mindset so that you can implement these strategies um, or these therapies, whatever that, whatever it is that you find out that you need to help you realize and execute to stop self-sabotaging. So I really hope this episode helps you guys. Super, super happy to share these simple steps with you. And if you are listening to this, please leave a five-star review uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. I super duper appreciate it. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Easel Moments Podcast. I super duper appreciate it. If you can, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm super appreciative of it. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care.